You're listening to a 726 podcast. All right, welcome in. Finally sitting down to record this podcast, and I hope it becomes something of a habit. Welcome to Stories from My Youth. My name is Steven. Uh, Thank you again for downloading the podcast, if I haven't said it yet. Stories from My Youth, before I actually get into today's story, is exactly what it sounds like. It's just going to be stories that have happened to me throughout my life. I realize I put myself in a hole by saying youth. Some of these will just be from from whenever, you know. Uh, most of these are funny stories. All of these are true stories. I was just, I think I was I was in the car one day, um, and I was thinking, I should do a podcast of just random stories that have happened to me throughout my life. So here I am, and that's what I'm doing. Um, today it's just a solo story, but I have, I have a Google Doc with all kinds of stories that I want to do. And I have a list for my brother Sean, my brother Brandon, and my cousin Cody. Uh, But I also have a list of just solo stories. So this is going to be just a solo story that I can just tell today. Um, Try to get the first podcast in and see how how it comes out. I I did do this once before. But I had the story like kind of written out like a script. And first of all, it was like seven minutes long. And I didn't like... I don't know. I just didn't like hearing my voice trying to read off paper because I sort of sound like this and it doesn't sound great. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so today's story, solo story, the time I got trapped in the closet. Now, before I start this story, I need to introduce you to my friend Ed. Ed and I met, I want to say kindergarten because... I remember a stack of blocks fell over, and instead of timber, Ed shouted, September! And I've always remembered that. And that was in kindergarten, Mr. Pickering's class, the purple room. That could possibly be too much personal info. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, uh, I met Ed in kindergarten, and we hung out all the way up until fifth grade when I moved. Um... We moved to another town for one year, and then when we moved back, I was in seventh grade, and I ran into him on the first day of school, and I was like, holy shit, Ed, we were best friends for like six years, and then I completely forgot that I would possibly run into you, because I I didn't see him all summer. Um, I don't think anybody knew I was back. I'm what you might call antisocial, you know? I don't like to talk to anybody, ever. I don't answer the phone. I just hope whoever's calling leaves a voicemail or will text me. I'm the worst at that. So I run into Ed first day of school. We meet back up. BFFs all over again. We start hanging out at his house. Now, I believe this is... See, this is hard. Because I don't know... I don't know if this is 7th or 8th grade. Which would make it like 2004, because in 2004, the Red Sox won the World Series, and I was in 8th grade that year. So it could have been 2003 or 2004 when this story takes place. I don't I don't 100% remember. So, Ed and I would hang out every day after school, but 
but we would have this routine. So I would go to my house, I would get whatever done I had to do, either whatever it was, like sweep or, you know, load the dishwasher or whatever. Um, it always rotated. So I would do that, and then um, Ed and I lived on opposite ends of a mill in our hometown, and we would meet in the middle of the parking lot because it was kind of halfway because, you know, who wants to walk all that way by themselves? Not me. Not in that neighborhood. You kidding? I'm going to get taken. It was a small 80-pound boy, maybe 100 at that point. I don't know. I've never been, I've never been a hefty fella. So anyways, meet in the middle, walk the rest of the way to his house. Um, we usually have like an hour, hour and a half, maybe, yeah, it's probably closer to a half hour to an hour, maybe, to hang out. And then we would hear the rumble in the driveway. And we, we always knew Dottie was home. So Dottie, Dottie was the stepmom. I don't know, I don't know if that's still the stepmom, but... Ed's, Ed's dad and his mom grew flowers, um, special flowers that at that time you would get sent to jail for, um, make you eat a whole bag of Doritos kind of flour. So the, understandably, they didn't want just random kids in the house when they weren't there. Um, but we were children and we don't follow rules. What we would do is hang out in his room, play PlayStation, drink too much soda, eat chips or McDonald's or whatever junk. And then when Dottie would come home, I'd hide in the closet. Seriously, I would, I would just... He had like this tiny closet. Like it's, it wasn't like a walk-in or anything. When you open, open like the sliding door, it was like... It's like fake wood paneling sliding that when you when you slide it, it kind of uh, accordions up. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. You can picture that in your head. Uh, it was just that kind of door with a little magnet latch. And it was, you couldn't stand sideways in it because your shoulders would touch the wall. Um, so you'd kind of have to like be facing the wall. And I would wait in there. Dottie would usually come in, talk to Ed. She'd leave. And we'd give it about five or ten minutes. Then I'd come out of the, the closet, LOL, and I would climb out of his window. Now, they lived in a basement apartment. So his window was like the ground floor. Like when I climbed out of his window, I stood up and like my feet were at his window. So every day I would do that. And then I would just knock on his door. Stepmom would come up. Dottie opens the door. I'm like, hey, Dottie, is Ed home? She's like, hey, Steve, nice to see you. Come on in. Not knowing that we're running some Ocean Eleven scam behind her back. Um, and that worked every single time. Until the last time when it didn't work. <laughs> and then we never did it again. Now, I can't say that with 100% certainty, but I'm pretty sure this was the last time we did it. And I'll get into why towards the end. Um, so just like any other day, I go home, I wash the dishes, whatever. Me, Ed in the middle, we get to his house, we're playing, I don't know, NCAA football. And Dottie comes home. I get into the closet, he shuts the door, and I'm just kind of hanging out there. And then she comes in, and she says, Hey, Ed, Ricky's here. He's at the door. And I'm like, oh, this is this is not ideal. So now Ed's got to go to the... Ed's got to go to the door and be like, Hey, 
you know, I, I shouldn't, but I have company right now. Don't say anything. Just, you know, take a hike. And then he's going to come back. We'll finish our game or whatever. I'll climb out of the closet, get through the window, you know, the whole deal. And then we'll continue from there, our hangout session. So she says, hey, Ed, you know, Ricky's here. And I'm, ah, shit. I have anxiety right now just, just, just getting to this part of the story. So Ed goes and he talks to Ricky. And I'm just waiting for him to come back. Because I don't want to climb through the window when when Ed's not in there. Because it's kind of loud when he pops the window open. And I don't want to do that if she thinks that that's an empty bedroom. And then she hears the window pop open. I think that's kind of... That's dumb. That's, that's a good way to get caught. So I'm waiting for him to come back. And it's like five minutes go by. And then ten minutes. And ten minutes... When you're inside a house you're not supposed to be in alone and your friend's not there, feels like a fucking eternity. So, I honestly don't know. I think it was like 15 minutes after he left, I finally like left the closet and I'm starting to get pissed. I'm like, where the, f- where the fuck did he go? One. Two, why would you leave me in here? You know what I mean? Like, at least come back to get a quote-unquote sweatshirt or something and be like hey skedaddle (laughs) i'm taking off but he didn't say anything like that so i'm like all right he'll be right back uh 15 minutes later no ed's not back so i'm out i'm out of the closet i'm pissed and i'm like looking around his room and i'm like the window it's not an option that is not viable right now so the window's out and the his room his i can't explain his house it's kind of a weird setup but his room If you left his room, you were in, like, a very open dining room area that was connected to the living room. So if she was sitting on the couch, she's looking at his door, like, sideways. So if I left his door, she would see. She would see me. So I'm, like, trying to peek my head out to see if she's there. And I'm just, like, doing it in quick, like, little bursts, like, shh, 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 shh. The shishis are me putting my head in and then pulling it back out if you if you weren't following that. So I'm shishiing in and out, which probably made it way easier to see me if she was looking. Um, but that get I got nothing. I got nothing from that. I couldn't I couldn't see because I was like trying to look too fast like an asshole, and I thought about the the window again and I'm like I could just mm, I should just pop it open and run, but I didn't want to because I thought. That would get me caught. So here's the plan I came up with. I looked out again. Still didn't see anything. Like, I didn't see anybody on the couch. I didn't see anybody in the living room. And I'm like, hopefully she's in the bathroom. I'm gonna go. So I, like, take a couple deep breaths. And then I just, like, count myself down. And I just sprint full speed. And I don't know where she was. I think she was sleeping on the couch. But I didn't look back, and as soon as I started running, like, as soon as I committed to the escape plan, all bets were off. Like, I wasn't even trying to be quiet when I rounded the corner. Um, I get up the stairs to his house, I um, or to his front door. It's, like, a couple stairs up, because, like I said, it's a basement apartment. I fling the door open, like, super loud. Again, I didn't give a shit. And then I just take off running, and I don't stop until I round the corner, like, past Ed's house down the long street. I round the corner into the mill is when I stopped. 
running. It's like another 10 or 15 minute walk back to my house just from there. So I have time for my huffing and puffing and I'm all pissed off. I'm like, how the fuck could he leave me? First of all, where did he go? Second of all, why? Best friend, holy fuck, where did you go? You know, and I can't think of anything. I'm like, there's no way he just went to his house and was like, oh, he'll figure it out. There's no way he would have done that. Because if I got caught, he would have gotten in trouble too. Um, so I get home and my mom and dad are there. And I feel like my sister Becky was there. And I feel like my brother Brandon was there. But I don't think Sean was there. But I know for sure my parents were there. I think Becky was there. Brandon and I. Brandon, I don't, I can't be sure. You know what I mean? I have a bad memory now. And I tell them, and I'll never forget the reaction, that every one of them laughed at me. As like, are you <laughs> coming out of the closet? LOL. You know, I'm like, are you fucking, I was left behind. There's a prisoner of war back there. I didn't, what the fuck? I was pre- technically breaking and entering. No one gave a shit. Everyone thought it was hilarious. Eventually, I got over it, and I, I too, saw the humor in it, but the next day at school, I ran into Ed, and I got the story. So, Ricky came and just to see Ed, and I guess Ed said, hey, I got Steven over. And Ricky said, oh, okay, that's cool, man. You want to smoke a joint first? And then they went behind the building next to Ed's house, and that's where they were. So, apparently, when I flung the door open and I took off, like Usain Bolt, they were coming back, and Ed said they saw me running out, and they just fucking started dying laughing. So, he was coming back. I was just, I guess I was just impatient. I wonder what would have happened if he did come back, because I didn't, I did not participate in marijuana usage at the time, so I I, I never frowned upon it with him but I never partook it just wasn't my thing so I wonder if how pissed I would have been when he came back and be like are you kidding me you left me in here for fucking 15 20 minutes because you wanted to go get baked but now I'd be like you fuck so that's it that's my first story we're looking at about 15 minutes we're just about to hit 15 minutes now I think I got time for another story let me go check my list, see what else I got. Maybe I get time for another story here. All right, I did. I checked my list, and I feel like I'm on a roll. I want to tell another one, and that one seemed kind of short. I don't know how long this one's going to be, but this will be the last story of, of the first episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. I hope this makes you laugh at some point. Maybe, uh, maybe you like it. Maybe you stick around and you listen to the next episode. So... Obviously, from the title, you knew this was going to be two stories, and I'm just finding out now. And now you know that the second story is quitting my very first job. So, let me tell you about my first job. We'll start with how I got it, how much I loved it, and how much I hated it. And then how it ended. In 2008, I was a junior in high school, and I wanted some some money. My parents were divorced. I lived... Just in a small apartment, just me and my mom. Cody and my uncle lived upstairs in a separate apartment, which worked out awesome. Can't believe that happened. Cody and I, we hung out every day. We'll get to that another day. 
um, but just me and mom, and I wanted to kind of have some of my own money. So I, my, my mom worked at CVS. She was a pharmacy technician, and she had worked there for a few years at that point, and she was like, They're, they need cashiers. Apply online. So I applied online, and the application process sucks, first of all. It's the whole, or at the time, it was, please upload your resume. You upload your resume, and then the next nine pages are everything from the resume you uploaded. Please type it here. And I'm like, well, you just need one or the other, man. You don't need both of these. Now you're just fucking with me. So I fill it out, and then there's this survey of how you would, how would you react in these situations, you know? And then there were four choices, and I did it, and I didn't hear anything back. And I told mom, and she's like, oh, just wait, you know, maybe they have a lot of them. And then, like, a week later, we I don't think we heard anything. She told me to call and ask. And I don't remember if I ever did call and ask. But my mom told me she talked to Bob. Bob's the boss. This is important. And Bob said that my, my customer interaction scores were just too low. Imagine that. I don't want to talk to fucking customers. Or I'm not good at it. Who would have thought? Anyway, she... She just keeps, she told me to take it again. So I take it again. And this time I'm doing what you do when it's not your first time applying for a job. And you're like, oh, I have to lie, but be as believable as possible. This time I go through and I click every answer I expect them to want me to put. And I'm, I think somehow the second time I did worse. And then the third time I did it, um, I didn't ask my mom how it went. I just went in to go see her one day and she's like, hey. That's Bob over there. So I just went up to him and I was like, hey, Bob, I'm Steven. I applied. I was wondering if you got a chance to look at my application. And then from there, he like, he's like, yeah, if you want to come in on Saturday morning, we'll, we'll uh, we got an orientation going on. And like, it wasn't really a job interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just went in to ask how, if they got a chance to look at it. And it was kind of like, he was kind of like, I mean, yeah, fuck it. We got. We got an we got a new hire on on Saturday. Won't you come in and get you all set up? Do that. So I went home and I was like, "Huh, I think I just got a job." So I told my dad, and I was pumped. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, daddy! I'm gonna be rocking the baby blue vest." It turned out to be a baby blue polo. Super uncomfortable. Um, it was like a size too big. I hated it. Um, so, so I go home. Everything's Gucci. I got my first job. I tell my girlfriend, I tell Cody, uh, I feel like I'm going to be rich. Oh, sit down for this one. I'm making seven twenty-five an hour. So I'm going to have to buy another house just to store all that money. But I mean, I was a, I was a junior in high school. I didn't have any bills. I didn't even have a cell phone. So like when I would get a hundred and whatever bucks at the end of the, or 200 bucks at the end of the week, I thought I was so rich. But I would always spend it. This is not related to this story, but I would always blow my money in like two days. We'd go to like McDonald's or Burger King, and then we'd just go to Bull Moose and buy just the shittiest, the shittiest horror movies. Just like, look up the movie Video X. It's like one of the first found footage videos or movies I'd ever seen, and it is just dog shit. Just dog shit awful. But that's what makes it hilarious. So anyway, uh, where are we? I got the job. I go in for orientation. 
um, I don't know shit about shit. My mom gives me this little slip that's got a social security number on it. And she's like, you're going to have to write this number fucking 700 times today. She didn't say fucking. She's an elegant lady. Shout out to mom. Uh, so I fill all my stuff out. We're watching all these videos. The, hey, don't grab your boss's wiener. That's sexual harassment. All that stuff. Um, it was really awkward because he was like, you know, if you make a sexual advance, it's not acceptable. But at the same time, if I make a sexual advance at you and you don't want that, that's also not acceptable. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be unacceptable even if I did want it? You're, you're a 40-year-old man. I go through. We finished that. I got my first day of work. I don't even remember what it, when it was, but I remember it was super early in the morning. And I got out of bed at fucking cowlick, sticking straight up, slap on the baby blue with some khakis, and I stroll in there, and I'm like, what's up, guys? I'm here to save the world. Like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed dude. I was fucking ready. I was so ready, and I still remember what that day was like. Uh, I got hooked up with this nice old lady who worked the counter, Jackie. Um, dude, no lie, I think Jackie must have been, like, in her 80s. Like, that was a job for her just to, like, stay busy. Uh, I don't think she's still with us anymore, but Jackie was the shit. She was like, all right, you've never been here before. Um, just hang out with me. I didn't even I didn't even go on my own register for, like, the first, I don't even know, like, hour. I just, like, restocked candy. And I'm like, this is the fucking life, dude. I'm getting paid. Fast forward. I don't get to do that every day. I have to be the cashier and the photo guy, and that fucking sucks. Like, every day I just stare at the bottom right-hand corner of the cash register because it's got, like, it's running, like, Windows 90-whatever bullshit. It's got, um, it's just got the clock in the bottom, and I just stare at it. And if you've ever been to a CVS, you know they play the same four songs over and over. And, um, one is, I'm not gonna write you a love song. The other is, um, the fuck is that summer song? I Want to Soak Up the Sun. That one's always there. How to Save a Life by The Fray. And the fourth one escapes me. Maybe that's a wild card. I don't know. It's always those same fucking songs. So I'd be like, oh, I heard that one. That means the playlist just restarted. It means I only have to hear this playlist fucking five more times and I'm out of here or whatever. You know, I would find weird ways to count the time. I could always start cleanup to close up the store, like use this weird vacuum that you didn't have to... Well, you did plug it in. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, I would have to start cleanup, which was uh, changing all the trash bags um, behind the counter and stuff, and then vacuuming basically the front half of the store. Like, there were plugs in the aisles, and the way I was trained, they were basically like, go down as far as you can reach, all the way on both sides... And I'm, and I'm waiting for them to be like, and then unplug it, get to the other side and fit it. No, that's it. Like, we only took care of one half of the store, and the other half was, n like, never upkept. I don't understand how that was policy. But I would want to leave so bad, I would, like, I would start to cheat a little bit, and then I'd start, like, cleaning up, like, an hour and a half early. And then I'd, like, be over there trying to vacuum, and customers are standing there with their fucking tampons and band-aids, like, Hello? Sir, and I can't hear them because I'm not gonna wreck you with that. Fucking horrendous. So, when you obviously when you hate a job, every day that's worse than the last, 
you just go into like with the worst attitude, or at least I did in this situation. And every day I'm like, oh my god, another six hours. But which, by the way, I worked six hour shifts and they never gave me a break. Pretty sure that was illegal. Um, so this last day I go in and I'm not planning on quitting. It's just another shitty day, but it's always just me to man the front of the store to help with, if somebody comes in and they need help finding something in an aisle, that's on me. If the store looks like shit and you know, you got to pull stuff to the front, that's on me. Photo, cashier, all that's on me. And there's usually like one, not really a supervisor, but I guess you can call it that in that situ in this story. I don't know what they call it at CVS, but it's like one above just to let you know that somebody is better than you. And they would basically just hide up in the office with the double mirrors. And I'm pretty sure there was some, some sketchy stuff going on between Bob and this other associate that I won't name because I don't know how liable that makes me. But so this last day, I'm working with this old guy named Bruce. Um, and I get along fine with Bruce. He's just He's just kind of a cranky old man. But, you know, I understand that. So... I'm dealing with a customer, and we usually had these, like, it was like a CVS brand disposable camera where they just brought it in, and then we just, I don't remember what made it special. It was some kind of one-time use where they took the pictures and brought it to us, and then we just developed it. Maybe we put it on a disc, too. I don't know. It made it special in some way, but we also sold one-time use video cameras that you came in and we just put it on a DVD for you at, at the time. That was like top notch shit. I think that was like 30 or 40 bucks to do that. Um, and, but I've never done, I've never done the video camera one. So I'm dealing with a customer. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, um, like professional. So I'm, I'm trying to help him out here. And Bruce walks by from being outside. I'm sure he was having a cigarette and right in front of the customer. I'm like, Hey Bruce, can you give me a hand with one of these? I don't know how to uh, how to process this, and uh, both myself and the customer look over at Bruce, and he walks over to me and he goes, "Yeah, you can start by shoving it up your ass," and I'm like, "Huh? What?" And then he kind of took it from me and he goes, "I'll help you." And then he took care of the guy, and I was just left there like, "Wait, what? <laughs> why would you? Why did he say that? What did I do?" And I was super bent about it. And I remember I kept looking at the clock and I had a few hours left on my shift and I'm like, I could just fucking go. I'm quitting. Why am I still here? I could just punch out and leave, never come back. And what are they going to do? Fire me? I'm already punched out. So my time is there. I'll get paid for it. But I chickened out. I ended up staying the whole time. We ended up locking up together and he's like, have a good night. See ya. And then I left and I told my girlfriend about it. And I told my mom, and my mom's like, that's not right. You need to talk to Bob about that. And I was, I kept saying to Cody and my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, I don't know. I just want to quit, dude. I don't want to fuck that. That's fucked up. He said that. Fuck that. No. And I just get progressively more angry. So I'm like, I'm quitting. So I call up and I, I talk to Bob and he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, well, Bob. Something happened yesterday that I want to talk to you about. And I hate, like, being getting serious or any kind of confrontation, even if I'm not involved. Like, I start to shake like a mother. It's just the adrenaline, and I get super uncomfortable. 
So I'm like, Bob, I got to talk to you. Something happened last night. Um, so I told him the whole story. I'm like, I was dealing with a customer. I asked for help. And in front of the customer, he told me I could shove it up my ass. And that's sexual harassment. Pretty sure. And Bob was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. And he apologized. And he's like, um, if you, come on in. We'll, we'll file some paperwork. We can make a couple calls. I'm like, no. No, I'm just, I'm just going to be done. I don't, I quit. I don't want to work there anymore. And he's like, are you sure? There's steps we can take. We can get this resolved. And I was like, no, no, I've wanted to quit for a while. So I'm pretty sure this is, I'm fine. This is it. So I quit. That was it. That was my walkout from, from, um, from CVS. And the way I stuck it to them was I called out seven minutes before I was supposed to be there to work. So I'm pretty sure Bob worked the rest of that shift. And interesting, interestingly enough, mom still worked there. Obviously, I don't know why she would quit just because I quit a summer job. Um, so I don't know if there's any weird interaction between mom and... Fuck, what was his name? How am I blanking on his name? Bruce. Um, I don't know if there's any weird interaction between her and Bruce after that. But... I went in another time just to see mom and I was walking through the aisles and I saw Bob and he's like, Hey, Steven, how are you doing? And I was like, Hey Bob, how are you? And then Bruce like fucking like in a movie when you think there's one person and then three ninjas spin out from behind one person. You're like, Oh shit. Bruce spun out from behind Bob. Bob was a big dude. So Bruce spun out from behind him and he just like looked at me. We made eye contact and he looked straight at the floor and I could tell he felt bad or he's awkwardly embarrassed or whatever. And he's like, Hey, Steve, how how you doing? I'm like, oh, hey, Bruce. Good. And then I just kind of left. And I was like, God, I didn't think he was going to be there. So I wonder if he got any kind of punishment. This Bruce guy. Um, He obviously still worked there, but... Eek. Shortly after that, after I left, Bob got demoted. And then he got sent to another store just to be a lowly cashier, just like I was. So... That's got to be some kind of karma, right? All right, thank you so much for listening to 31 minutes of me rambling on. This has been episode one of Stories from My Youth. I'm Steven, and if you like what you heard, subscribe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more of these, um, and I think it's going to be a lot better when I have guests because then we can, we can kind of play off each other, and I'm much funnier when I make jokes off of people, and I think the, uh, I think the stories will come out better, but... I hope you liked them. Subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, and then the letters J-P-P. That's for a separate podcast. I do the Joint Practices podcast. If you're into football, I do a podcast with my brother Sean and our friend Steve. It's it's focused around our favorite teams, the Eagles, the Packers, the Vikings, because um, we're, we're out-of-market fans. We cover all of the NFL, but we we have a place where we like to talk about our team. So if you want a football podcast, you can check that out. Um, again, thanks for listening. I'm out. <laughs>